you all know how people say, oh, just stick around and be patient and kids will realize who the problematic parent is. Well, I kind of have a freaking problem with that. And after this dance break, I'm going to tell you guys why. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm doing crazy. I know I'm crazy. I honestly think it's a bit presumptive to assume that your child will grow up to be emotionally intelligent, to be able to question authority, and to just have the wherewithal and the cojones to question, antagonize, and hold the foot to the fire of the problematic parent. How do we know our kids are going to grow up with good right common sense? as we say in the South, we don't know that. And so while it would be great to all of a sudden one day for your kid to call you when they're 22 and say, oh my God, mom, dad was a problem. Oh my goodness, daddy, my mother was toxic. That's not always going to be the case. Back um, in January of 2022, I believe it was, I made a post and it got a whole bunch of traction, but it was met mostly with questions. And the post said, if your co-parent fills your child's head with lies and toxicity, it is your obligation to provide the child with references so they can have access to the truth. And I'm going to read the caption because, you know, because I always do that. And in my caption, I said, it's quite unfair to adultify a child. However, if your co-parent is committed to doing so, it's your job to provide the afflicted child with the references to refute the lies. You no longer have the luxury of trying to preserve their childhood by telling them fairy tales. They've already been exposed to a very real, very harsh reality. The truth is a tool they will need to fend for themselves one day. So this post, the comments kind of went wild because people were like, oh my God, I have did this. One um, gentleman, for example, I'm sorry, one stepmom, for example, said she sat down with her stepson and debunked all the myths concocted by the mother. He was 22 at this point, though, and he stood in awe and he was visibly shaken. And she said she was really sad that they let him believe all the BS. And one thing that he said is he would have preferred to have known sooner because he had formulated a lot of feelings off of these lies. And one thing that's very difficult to do is separate us from our feelings. One of the best examples I can think of is systemic racism. It's literally something that's been passed down from generation to generation. And of course, society makes it uncool or uncool to do in public. So a family will have a culture of little belief systems that they're embedding in their children. The children do it to their kids and they do it to theirs and so on and so forth. Until one day this person meets someone, meets an oppressed person, meets a marginalized person, and they find out, man, this person's actually really cool. I, I, my family has been saying for four or five hundred years that this ethnic group of people are bad, are criminals, steal from the government, they're dangerous, but I've literally met a certain particular person from this group who's introduced me to a larger part of that group, and I'm finding that that's not true. What happens is now this human being has to do the emotional work. The thing that's difficult about that is they have their own lives. 
What if they don't want the education? What if they don't have access to the resources? It's a lot easier for a person to stay in their previous belief system than face the discomfort of going into another one that does not fit the narrative that they've been taught. What happens if they do have the kahunas to go to the other side is they risk losing an entire side of their family who shares their same belief system. The same thing happens with your child or your stepchild. What you can do is very, very early on. And, you know, when I said this ain't Disneyland anymore, this is not fairytale land anymore. If they have another parent that has adultified them and parentified them and told them about bills and how child support is laid and your other parent doesn't love you and they left us, your child no longer is privy to that innocent little sweet childhood that you prayed for when they were in the womb. Honey, they've seen the ugly sides of humanity, starting with you and their other parent. Now, age-appropriate conversations, of course. The first thing you can do is teach your child that they can question authority. And yes, that means yours, too. Teach your child that, you know what, baby boy, baby girl, little human, everything that adults tell you, they probably mean well, especially the adults that say that they love you. But understand that we are just human. We are per- We are not perfect. And sometimes if something doesn't feel right to you, it's okay for you not to believe it. Now, and you know, a lot of us raise our children to be respectful. Some of us are practicing conscious parenting. So you need to tweak your message based on your parenting method. But the earlier, the sooner you teach your child that there's a parent, especially if they have a parent with a personality disorder, a parent that has alienated you from your child, a parent that you have seen tell their child lies and in an effort to try to win the child's affections or pull them away from you, honey, your your co-parent has a mental illness or their personality disorder, or they're just outright mean and low down and they should not be a parent. But a lot of us have kids with those types of people. We have to co or counter parent, as I like to say, with those types of individuals. And so we don't have the luxury to just let our kids have all this poison being poured into their minds while they come over to our house every other weekend or 50% of the time and play and act like it's all good. What you're asking for is a very torn, very conflicted human being. Your child grows up into being a torn, conflicted adult. And that might not work out in your favor because by the time they become who they are, who they're really supposed to be by the time their personality is formed, it's too late. The other parents' lies and manipulation have become a part of this child's core beliefs. They believe you are a deadbeat because mama or daddy said so. They believe you really didn't pay child support when in fact you paid, uh, your check was garnished every week. They believe you love your new kids more than them. And there was nothing that was provided for them to have the tools to refute that. If you know, and typically you will know what your child is being told, because if you have an unhinged co-parent, then they're going to send you nasty text messages, emails. They're going to allude to the fact. And if they're manic, especially if they're going through a manic episode, they're probably going to share some of these things with the children. So you already know what they're working on this week. Let's just say you get an email saying, I paid all the soccer 
fees and you didn't pay anything. You don't help me out. You know that next time you see your child, you probably need to bring up soccer. You probably need to just show them, give them some sort of proof, give them a reference in their mind so they can say, huh, mommy sure did mention daddy didn't pay soccer, but dad is over here telling me about soccer. It is our responsibility. Now, a lot of us don't want to be confrontational. We don't want to even, we think we're protecting our children, but your, your co-parent is dead set on not doing that. Or they're just unable, for whatever reason, they have limitations on their ability to protect their child. And so by you combing over that, by you coddling that, you're supporting their limitations. You are supporting that. You know, depending on which parent you are, you know, if you're the mom or dad, I don't think it matters. Because when it comes to the other household telling your kids awful things about you, that's an unfair thing. I, I, you know, they people say that there's one sex that does it more than the other. I, that's debatable. That's arguable. The, the studies don't really even support that. So that's why I'm not that's why I'm not referring to the high conflict biological mother or the high conflict biological father this time. I'm simply referring to the counter parent that you're dealing with. If you wait until it's too late, what happens is like one of those people that commented, you have a, a 22, 23, 43-year-old that grows up thinking that mommy or daddy was a sovereign single parent who deserves the patron sainthood award because they did it all along. When the fact of the matter is their parent kept you away intentionally. They didn't allow you to come to school events or they told you the wrong days or they got false restraining orders. They outdid you in court. They outlied in court. So what you have is an individual now who is supposed to be your child who looks at you as a figure that did not measure up. It is your responsibility to make sure that your child does not have, does not carry abandonment issues when they had a fully available, fully healthy parent that was ready. Is it going to break their heart over and over again, again for you to tell them, you know, I wanted to come to your soccer game, but there were some things that happened with with mommy and it made it so that I couldn't come, but I did come to the field. I just couldn't see you. And I'm always going to be there and nobody can keep me away and it won't always be like this. How does that sound? As opposed to you not trying and you not saying anything. Your child needs references. Your child needs to be able, one day when they're sitting on, on my couch or their therapist or their coach or their counselor's couch, they need to be able to really question the truth. They need to have permission to question authority, even if that's in the form of the people that are supposed to, that were assigned to love and protect them the most. Mm -hmm.